Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're listening to our podcast on Global Foods. Um, we do try to keep you updated as things go by. We're going to go by and uh, today and go over some of the things that uh, has been updated in uh, the uh, USDA and FDA reports that uh, we usually like to bring everybody up on. So we'll go back through the month of November, and I'll give you the the uh, topics or the highlights to that. We'll do that today, and we won't get into all of them. We're going to lay some groundwork for you to actually do some looking up yourself on some of these topics and go through, and uh, we'll uh, go into it deeper and deeper. This will probably take us uh, a good while. So uh, if you have questions or comments, have any answers, you can go to our webpage, which is daddypete.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-P-E-T-E-S.com, daddypete.com. Go to our podcast section and you can click on and leave a comment. Uh, you can look at the archives or leave us a question and we'll be glad to answer it. If you got a, an answer for us, that's great. We want to hear that too. So make sure you do that again. That's at daddypeats.com, our webpage. Uh, some of the issues as uh, the FDA has went through uh, this month was, and we'll go through November 1, it uh, proposes to increase the color certification fees, which is no big deal. Just costs more for your permit. Uh, on first, also manufacturing Factor food regulatory program standards. They're doing some updates on those. Uh, we had a press release on the second about the infant formula uh, crisis that we're having and what they're doing about that. Uh, again, on the 14th, the FDA infant formula update for that. You need to go on and read all of that. Tell us about what they plan on doing on stabilizing the market for infant formula here in the United States. You know, we did have, and I'm not real sure that we're not still experiencing some shortage on that, but we had a massive shortage of infant formula uh, that left people scrambling to feed their newborns and their small uh, babies. So make sure that uh, you go on and read that, see what's being done. Uh, again, um, this one will be the one I'm going to come back to. The FDA completes first pre-market consultation for human food made using animal cell culture technology. Hang on to that. We're getting ready to go into that one. And, uh, it just amazes me. I don't know what we're coming up with next. Uh, evidently, it's been in effect for several years. That one's got by me. Did hear some things about it, but we want to make sure that we do go in and do some more on that. Here's one, though, that uh, may affect some of your health, uh, may affect some of you that's doing some of these uh, that may be running uh, stores or you sell this. And that is the FDA issues warning letters to companies selling dietary supplements that claim to treat cardiovascular disease. Now, that's one that's out there. So we've got supplements uh, 
claiming that, uh, which to me, uh, things like that has to show studies, has to be gone through, and uh, before that you can make a claim on anything that you're selling uh, that does a cure. That puts it in the category of a medicine. Uh, when you do that, and then FDA, it comes under their regulation. So the main thing is, uh, myself personally, if it doesn't carry an FDA seal, which I know that they can get by with a lot of things and they don't catch everything, but at least I know that something has some kind of a regulation or rule to it, and instead of just buying something straight off the shelf, um, that who knows what, uh, in other words. Maybe it works, maybe it don't. I mean, there's a lot of wives' tale out here about this works here, standing on your left foot and jumping, it kills a, uh, this um, biological disease, whatever. But, you know, I like to have a little research behind everything uh, before I start taking it to as a medicine or a cure, uh, an ailment in my body. Uh, also, uh, the FDA, uh, it is how does it handle and respond to foodborne outbreaks? That's one of the uh, articles and topics that this time um, in this month, the outlines, uh, outline strategies to enhance the safety of the powdered formula for infants, again, is another one. Uh, which I think is good. They did announce the final rule for food traceability uh, under the FSMA Act. Uh, that's another one we do need. If we do have things coming up uh, that does have problems with it, it is, you know, salmonella, E. coli, uh, some of the things that we do are seeing in foods now and vegetables. We need to know how to trace it quick, find out where it's gone, where it came from, so we can stop the spread of that contaminant. Now, here's a good one, too. A lot of people need to look at this. Uh, the FDA is Orange Company for Illegally Selling Food and Beverage Products that Contain CBD. Now, CBD, as far as I know, there's only one drug that the FDA has approved with the CBD in it, and that is for, I think, that it is epilepsy, for epilepsy. It's the only one that I know of this time that's been approved for that. So the FDA did uh, write some warning letter. The thing is, this is, uh, and I'm going to give you just a few of the company name here. It was the 1111 Brands, uh, the Naturally Infused LLC, uh, Newware Incorporated, DBA, CBDFX, uh, Infusions, LLC, and CBD American uh, Shaman, LLC. And the letter goes on to say these companies are selling CBD-containing products that people may confuse for traditional foods or beverages which may result in unintentional consumption or overconsumption of CBD. CBD-containing products and forms that are appealing to children, such as gummies, hard candies, and cookies, are especially concerning. The use of the CBD raises safety concerns, especially with long-term use. Scientific studies show possible harm to the male reproduction system. 
including testicular atrophy, uh, uh, harm to the liver, and interactions with certain medications. The FDA has not found adequate information showing how much CBD can be consumed and for how long before causing harm. This is particularly true for vulnerable populations like children and those who are pregnant. People should be aware of the potential risk associated with the use of CBD products. The FDA experts commented on the agency's concern with adding CBD to food on information they want consumers to know. And then you can go through and to their website and they do go on what the regulations are. Um, the FDA says the company says 15 days to comply and stating that uh, how they will address these issues described in the warning letter and uh, providing their reasoning and support information as to why they think the products are not in violation of the law. Failure to adequately address the violations properly may result in legal actions, including product seizure and or injunction. So that's just one of the letters that's on there today. So be careful. I know that here in the state of North Carolina, oh, this was way before um, Halloween of this year. I'm really thinking it was in September. Could even have been August. I do remember where some uh, sheriff's departments did go in or and seize and pick up some product in some uh, different uh, stores uh, that were selling some of these that could be uh, a kid that could pick it up and not know that it had CBD in it. It was to that the store owners were not charged. Uh, but then uh, this is all a result of these warning letters that's been going out and the research that the FDA has done. Now, I'm sure that CBD oil has a place in uh, our society. I'm real sure of that. But again, uh, we need some regulations on how it's handled. Uh, back to what I said earlier, we need some studies done, some proof done. Uh, so, And that's part of the process that has to be done when you get an FDA approval. So a lot of these companies, uh, evidently, according to this, are not doing that because these are not uh, FDA-approved products. So anyhow, we'll go with that. Now, let's go back to the lab-grown vegetables, which I think is our meats. It says, FDA says lab-grown meat is safe for human consumption. Uh, now, that's just coming off of CNBC's um, site. Uh, it says the Food and Drug Administration for the first time cleared a lab-grown meat product developed by a California startup as safe for human consumption, making a key milestone for sale cultivated meats to eventually become available in the U.S. supermarkets. Uh, they're not available here. There are some in other parts of the world that are selling some of these meats. Now, these meats include beef, they include pork, uh, chicken. They also include types of fish and shellfish. So all of these are being done. And just to be honest with you, I am just now getting into this articles and doing the research on them, but I thought that uh, might be a good thing for you to start looking also. Uh, one thing is, uh, on the Human League, it gives a tremendous uh, 
documentation of what these meats are like and or the humane league and how it's made and culture uh, with what they call lab, lab grown meat. Uh, there's other names that's being used on that. Um, and then for the Center of Food Safety, uh, there was an article on September the 20th of 2020. Uh, is lab-grown meat healthy and safe to consume? Uh, this would be a good one for uh, a lot of people. This is a good read. So if you go to the web page and go through and read, it gives the techniques, and we'll hit it just uh, randomly here right quick on what little bit of information that I have found out, and I'm sure there's more. Evidently, the way that this lab grows, the meat is that Cells are taken from uh, the animal, whether it be beef or pork or uh, chicken, uh, fish, uh, some shellfish. I think there's even been some lobster done. Now, those cells are taken, and they're actually put in the solutions, and you'll read that. And they call what they, uh, these labs are. They're actually taken in. It's like a growing farm, and they put it into a bioreactor where the uh, cells are treated cultured, and uh, some of them cause this cultured meat. And they are cultured into growth, into a certain form, and therefore produces the meat. And um, then it's put up for sale. At this point in time, I think the price of that would be uh, probably two or more times uh, the cost of regular meat. But again, according to them, it looks like meat and evidently tastes the same. The only thing is there's a lot of questions uh, answered on what uh, happens in the meat uh, when it is grown, when it's what uh, toxins or um, how are they producing this, some of the things they're doing on just now, reading uh, a lot about this. And I've got a lot more research to do on there. So this would be a good. Uh, one for you to go to our website, and if you've done any research on this, I'd love to hear from you on that. And once again, um, I'm just trying to give you what's out there. Uh, I like uh, to use things that uh, I can refer to all my listeners where you can look it up yourself, where you can read from the same things I'm reading. Uh, I'll try not to insert my opinion a lot of times, so... We would love just to hear what your real research is on this. Um, I understand what they're doing in some ways uh, from trying to grow our supply of meat uh, that we use in the world. And like, uh, of course, you have all these agencies that's trying to do something, and they uh, admittedly, say that we have such a global food shortage in a lot of areas, but then we have uh, the governments and all uh, coming out. No, we don't. Everything's good. We've got plenty. Well, you know, common sense, if you go to the grocery store, I've said this over and over again, hey, look on the shelves, look on your meat counters, look at the quality of what's going on. Look at the size of things. And it's not just meat. It's uh, 
grains as vegetables. And one of the things that I've seen uh, honestly go downhill probably the quickest is the quality of produce to most of the stores. Uh, the produce is nothing like it used to be. Uh, it's, you don't see the fresh produce. You don't see the produce that's not uh, bruised or uh, even to the point I've seen apples and uh, I've seen cucumbers. Cucumbers seems to be one of the worst here. It's on the deform side. Some of the squash have the smaller ends or uh, they look uh, even like they're a little bit on the wilted side. The produce does not look like it uh, It did four or five years ago. Uh, produce from the markets that I'm seeing and the grocery stores around us are nowhere near the quality that they were then. Uh, one thing that I've also noticed too, and if you'll look at them and just actually taste them, uh, potatoes don't taste like potatoes used to any longer. Uh, the consistency looks different. So again, what's going on? That's some of the things that we do look at here on Global Food at Daddy Pete's uh, to try to keep you informed on. Again, we're not uh, by no means making a statement of scrutiny against anyone. What we're doing is just trying to give you the lowdown as it's out here uh, to make sure that everyone does know what's going on. I do recommend, if you can at all, grow as much of your own food as possible. Um, again, um, you know, we have a lot of people that's uh, doing their own chickens now so they can get the eggs. They're doing their meat chickens. We've got people that's actually in uh, the rural areas that's gone back and they grow a small uh, one or two pigs or hogs out so that they'll have their own pork. We've got people that does have a milk cow now, some that's raising their beef, some that's using the cow for their own milk. We have so many different now uh, allergies to some of the foods that's put on the market. It's just uh, amazing how uh, it seems like there's more and more that's added to it. In fact, um, if I can find it here right quick, uh, we actually, there was another. Um, anyway, uh, the FDA's list of where you must, there were eight main foods that uh, the FDA requires that people uh, in the food processing company would label as uh, allergens or possible allergens on their labels. And there will be another one added to that January 1, 2023, and that's sesame seeds. Now, um, if I can remember them all, uh, peanuts was one, tree nuts was another, uh, seafood, uh, some of the different seafood, shellfish, uh, milk, soybeans was was some of those. And uh, I don't remember the other one. Uh, right now, in fact, I was looking for where I have my notes. But anyway, these are some of the uh, things that the FDA is doing and finding out that people now uh, tend to find out they're either sensitive to or have allergy or allergic reactions to uh, a lot of these um, 
sesame seeds. So, uh, you know, it's just amazing how that, uh, let's see, we've got it right here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. The new questions and answers about food allergen labeling requirements, such as the labeling of sesame and milk, eggs, the labeling of major food allergen for dietary supplements and technical uh, issues. So the ones uh, that we were talking about uh, on that list, so we can get that for you here, so we make sure that everybody gets it. Okay. The law that they came out with in 2004 for people to start uh, or their suppliers or uh, your, actually your food processors, uh, requiring that foods or ingredients that contain a major food allergen be specifically labeled the one of the allergen source. This law identifies eight foods as a major, as major food allergen, which would be milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. And the Faster Act, among other things, adds sesame to the list of major food allergens effective January 1, 2023, which will make it the ninth major food allergen recognized in the United States. Now, those are the nine that we have. Now, let me go over those again for you. So you can make sure these are what you're looking for. These are supposed to be on the label if they're used in making any of these foods whatsoever. Or here's the kicker. If there is any of these made uh, in the same building uh, handling process as one or the other. In other words, uh, you may be making a cake that, that runs uh, fresh eggs over here. But if you're making one that don't, they can't be made in the same, on the same equipment or in the same area. Uh, and if eight foods originally were milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. Now we've added to that, according to the Faster Act, of uh, major food allergens. We have nine now, and sesame has been added to that. And that becomes effective January 1, 2023. So in a month's time, we will have nine listed of major allergens on there. So that's one of the things we're going to go to when we look at this lab-grown meat is, you know, what's the reactions of it? How much toxins does it carry? Does it carry allergy? Is it antibiotic or is it an antibiotic-resistant meat? These are the questions that we want to answer, and we're going to dig through and get these answers. So... If anything uh, you come across, we'd love for you to go to the webpage and um, just click on there and uh, let us know. Well, it's uh, where we're at today in the world of food. Again, anything you can garden or grow yourself, I would for sure go to our website. Uh, again, daddypeach.com. Uh, you can sign up. You can go by and listen to some of our gardening podcasts. It gives you tips on growing your own food and all. And maybe later we'll get into and I'll get some of these guys and we may even have some tips on growing some of your chickens, um, some of your uh, swine, uh, cattle, etc., and give you some tips on some of those too. But uh, while you're there on the website, check out our products, check out our podcast. Again, we have a monthly gardening blog. 
You can sign up for that, get that free, and all that's on the website. So until next time, uh, this has been Melvin York for Daddy Pete's Global Foods. Thank you.